0: check one check two how are all of you hi welcome to a tamika michelle podcast show and in this podcast show i'm your host tamika michelle newell and today we're gonna discuss some things what is the subject how are you no how are you you know, when you hear that term, how are you? I don't know about you, what goes on in your mind, but how are you means a lot of different things for different people, different perceptions. Some people do it to be friendly, welcome, be greeting. How are you? You know, and I, I like that. That's a good thing when you're being friendly. But some people are being, you know, nothing. And them people, well, I don't like them. I don't like that perception. I don't like. That. And then, are you saying how are you just to find out some personal information and based on that attack people and come at them the wrong way and like they look at you sideways and you wonder why? Some people are like that too quick to base a decision or scavenging information from people. I'm not into that. That's not even my deal. That's not how I get kicks, at least. So, what does how... How are you doing mean to you? How are you doing? I actually mean how are you doing. It's been times when I've been in my own zone and depressed and everything. And I'm just being honest here. Can I be honest? Can I be honest here? Fighting with depression and... Just somebody telling me, asking me, how am I doing? That encourages invoke some hope for me. Because sometimes I'm not there. And some of y'all, y'all being honest, y'all not there either. But just the fact that you ask how I'm doing means something. Because I'm fighting to do well. I'm fighting and I'm trying to function on a healthy level of taking care of myself and helping others and figuring out my place in the world. And sometimes it's really complicated, you know, sometimes it's really hard. And I'm going to be honest with you, and you can get mad at me if you want. Go ahead, get mad. I have to talk about my story about me being homeless. And I've been unhomeless for years now. I haven't lived in that state, in that city, for for almost five years. And the state of New Jersey has been so good to me that I have to say, I'm pretty sure God was orchestrating all of it. Because I kept getting blessed from getting in the shelter to getting TRA, temporary rental assistance. The state pays for your rents why you live at a hotel for five months, it's, but it's 12 months, it's the, um, the max. So I got it for like 10, cause I had issues with my case manager. Next subject, so how am I doing? Sometimes I have problems coping with the fact that I am not homeless anymore. Sometimes I have problems with coping with the fact that I'm not on the corner or at, near a garbage can or an entryway of an elevator. Of the strip of Las Vegas begging for money sometimes I have problems and I know that don't make sense because that is a good thing that I don't do that now that's not how I make money that's not how I get down and I don't have to be that desperate anymore and it's a good thing and I tell myself that. so sometimes when i'm lacking money my mind goes straight there because i did that for three years so it's literally a changing of the mind and everyone don't understand that because i've met other homeless people well prior homeless they were homeless who have a problem with functioning in so-called "deem right society you know like i'm looking at my work right now I got everything from $7 for all the way down to, well, up, I'm sorry, from starting at $7 to $125 and I'm thinking about raising it. Um, that's for the prices for the local people. For, from, all the way from my refrigerator magnets 4x6s all the way down to my 11x14s. And I think $125 may not be enough. I almost wanted to joke and say, I'm selling for $1,000, but I don't know about it. That's willing to pay for my artwork in the sense of $1,000. Like, that's like asking for a left arm. Maybe a right arm. (laughs) Some people act like that, you know, when it comes down to their money. And you know, the truth be told, it is their money. Welcome to a How Are You Doing podcast show so in this podcast show i talk about a lot of different things from depression to adapting to the life like i got me a pet recently and he is amazing Uh, i got a cat so he's became my friend and i'm grateful for that that attention that he likes and i like it too got a minute like he was laying in my bed and i was just taking pictures of him while he sleep and then he got up quickly. So I said to myself, he won't even sleep in the first. But anyways. Um, he probably just slept for like, that's why they call it a cat right? Because it's like 20 minutes. And he got right up and went to his spot behind the couch. But um, the point I'm making is, I'm trying to figure it all out, y'all. I'm trying to figure out where my place is. Like, I have a place. I have an apartment. I have a roof over my head. I don't have to be on the corner or... This was my deal when I lived in Vegas. My deal was, I would get up, now they tell you, you gotta be off the property at the Shelter Salvation Army, the paid dorm, by seven in a.m. I'd be gone at five to catch the double-decker deuce bus or the express bus or the 113 bus at 5 a.m., 5 a.m., 5.30, no later in the morning, all the way to the strip, just to get me a spot To get either the strip or the Fremont experience to get me a spot, my regular spot, and make my money. It was a way of life for me. Maybe some of y'all don't understand that. It's a hard hard way of life versus now. Now I don't have to do that. I don't have to go outside. It's cold, y'all. Okay. And I actually have a community of people that actually support me, you know, and it gets frustrating because. The thing I liked about, and this going to sound strange, don't get mad at me. Um, I liked the fact that I knew how to make money within the same day. But none of that shit was guaranteed. There was times where I got a dollar in pennies. A hundred pennies, y'all. I used to count them. Those pennies add up. Don't think you don't. Some people get, I used to get mad at it. uh uh-uh, And that shit count up. Like, you on the ship all day and you only got a dollar. Or 12 cents. I've had that happen to me. And be there all damn day in the heat and 120 degree weather. In the summertime in Vegas. Crazy. I said to myself, you must have been out for mine. I said yes and no. I just wanted to survive. But once I started to want more. Like I knew a life in Jersey would be better for me. I didn't know it would be this good. I didn't know I have a roof over my head. I didn't know I have a business. A profitable business. And... I'm looking to advance it. I'm looking for new customers. If you see anything you like, from my refrigerator magnets to my 11 by 14s, I have a variety of 8 by 10 pieces that I sell for 80. Now, if there's anything you see that's an 8 by 10 that you like, let me know. Any of them from seven dollars to a hundred and 25 For the time being. So. How are you doing? All of you. No, I'm asking that question because. I think sometimes people don't really mean that. I actually do mean that. So I'm a caring voice. I don't apologize for that. So if that's who you are. You shouldn't apologize for it either. So I'm just saying. You know be who you are. And don't be nothing more. Because life is too damn hard to be anyone else might as well be you and enjoy it right so I'm talking about me adjusting to being I'm, this is a, a real reality I'm adjusting to still being no longer homeless no longer suffering the way I suffered dehydrated oh my god being laughed at and marked of course I'm still being marked laugh but not like the way I was when I was homeless um it was different it's different um, people don't talk crap you know you can't make some people happy they they get joy off of so called messing and picking with the so called less fortunate my heart hurts sometimes because I realize this goes on all the time I don't like injustice period I'm not a superhero uh-uh. I'm not a superhero or anything but I don't like injustice so with that in mind anybody else feel that way so what's going on in your world i hope you are doing okay not only are you all right but i hope you're doing okay and you're looking forward to better days or maybe this is a good day for you and kudos to you you know everybody i know everyone don't have a bad day and that's a good thing great it's a great accomplishment but just in case it isn't I hear you and I feel you. Thank you for hearing me out on my art slash how are you doing podcast show. And if you have any ideas about things that you would like to have from my arts or any ideas that you would like to add to this podcast show, I'm willing to listen. You're welcome to share this podcast show with anyone. And I just want to say... Thank you for your support and love. You can become a subscriber today if you chose to. This has been a Tamika podcast show and I welcome you to become a subscriber. And over and out. Good morning. It is 2 a.m. in the morning. Thank you for listening. And guess what? This podcast will be... Brought to you by your anchor, your host, Tamika Michelle Newell. Today is part two, part two of what? Thank you again for letting me host this podcast, this episode. This is called She's Mad As Hell, part two. Don't know if you have the ear and the heart to listen to. She mad as hell. (laughs) It's a mystery what anger can do to you. Anger can do some foolish things to you. And sometimes anger has its positive points. You may say, I don't know you. So what do you mean? Let me please explain the mystery behind being the positive part of being angry. A lot of people hold. Okay. I'm one of those people. I hold anger in. Why do I do that? Well, not knowing how to express it properly can lead to a lot of misplaced anger management problems. (sighs) Anybody else have those type of issues? I don't know if you've been to anger management yet but this was me before anger management. I thought anger was a bad thing and I found out later through therapy that anger is not a bad thing. It's the way you use it. Sometimes anger is necessary. and You might say What do you mean? Well, if you don't express to someone who pinched you or hurt you, if you don't express that whole sense of, ouch, that shit hurts, or I am mad at you for putting your hands on me, if you don't express that, that's unresolved, unmanaged anger. I would know about it personally. So, if if you use your emotions in the right direction it can be beneficial for all that's involved if you're able to describe the details of who made you angry how they made you angry some people get so angry unfortunately they become enraged to a point to where they lose complete control and i don't want that for you and i don't want that for anybody so in today's podcast show i want to talk to you about anger and the human mind the human mind and what is able to do that's a mystery that's you know hard to comprehend what it does to protect itself Thank you again for all of those who are listening. So this podcast show is called She's Mad as Hell. Who is the she? Who is these characters? These are actually true life characters. I don't know if you're eighteen or over, but I hope that you are, because some of the things I'm about to describe is not for um teenagers, kids. It's not for y'all. It ain't. It's for people who need to talk about anger. Now, anybody out there got, you know, unresolved anger out there. Unresolved anger can be a problem. Like, a part of you, you choosing to close off. You're walking around like a ticking bomb. I would know about that personally. So, this story. These are a collection of stories of... Different things, different she's did that, that things that um, required them to melt down in a state of shock through rage, anger, or hurt. Some things are not necessarily anger, rage, some things are actually hurts. It's been times, I'm sure you have too, well. You've been more hurt than angry. And it all depends on how it goes, right? Like, who did what, how they did it, and how was it resolved? How was the conflict resolved? So, let me go ahead and tell you about being in shock. So, I'm going to start with me. For those who don't know, I used to stay in South Philly once upon a time. Yes, yours truly. I stayed in South Philly. I don't talk a lot about it because, well, I had to escape South Philly so many years ago. And I moved right to Las Vegas. Like, how did I escape? What happened to me? Why did they require me to escape? I wasn't running from the law, if you're asking that. Oh, no. I was in love with this guy. Whew. It was in my 20s, and I would say in my 20s, my def- definition of love was different versus Tamika, who's 40 years old, will be 41 this year. So let me describe it to you. It was hot and cold, meaning that toxic shit. You get high off each other's shit. I mean, don't get me wrong, sex can be a beautiful. Beautiful, And I mean the word beautiful thing. And I admit there are certain things about being intimate with this person was nothing short from spectacular. I have to admit that. And as a 20-something year old, that meant love. Really good, insanely good sex. Like nothing, no whole bar of sex. Can't get enough sex. You know, don't get me wrong, I'm 40, I'm 40 years old, but I, of course I like sex. But, like, I have a limit in the sense of, like, there's some things you shouldn't, well, in my head, there's some things you shouldn't do to get off. Um, like, some people think it's cool to, and I live in Las Vegas, city so I know a lot of people who, you know, think it's, cool to have a whole company of people to have sex with. And that's not how I get down. That's that's just I just think like that should be something that is private and personal between you and your partner. I'm just saying. I mean but in Vegas, y'all know for those who've been to Vegas, the lifestyle of Vegas like well, let me let me enlighten you. In Vegas they have clubs, they call them swinger clubs. So you and your partner and basically y'all have sex and stuff in these clubs they have something called the green door oh that's about wow um it's so open and accepted in las vegas nevada and green door is a swing one swinger club versus a whole bunch of swinger clubs and um swinker parties and all sorts of i call it mayhem because some people think you know it's cool to be that way. And you know what? If that's what you do, if that's what you like, if that's okay with you, then I guess it's okay because it's your life, your body, your mind, you know. So let me get to the shocking. The anger, the shock. So I don't talk about Philly because Philly for so many different reasons remind me of Detroit. Now, I think Philly is older. But Philly and Detroit are parallel. I've actually met people that told me things like, because they obviously lived in Detroit and they lived in Philly, and said how they they actually compared them to. I said, oh, wow, you lived in both cities then. You know what I'm talking about. It's super old, really old. Um, architecture is something that's magnificent. Um, historical landmarks everywhere. Um, the things I sometimes miss about Philly is the, I got a thing for architecture. I don't know if I told you this. So those who know my artwork, um, one of my, I gonna call my love, love projects in photography, besides nature, is architecture. I think architecture is obviously art as a masterpiece of giant, gigantic proportions. And Philly has that with their morals with the city hall building, um, with the whole property of city hall building. This is Center City, downtown Philadelphia. I enjoy their parks. People joke about Philly. It's it's more of a compliment. They say Philly is a place, uh, a city of parks because there's a lot of parks. Me who lives in Nevada learned to appreciate that because Vegas, I ain't gonna say they didn't have parks, but it's so burning hot. Trust me, baby, you don't want to be out there. You know when the gravel's everywhere and there's no grass because it's really that hot. Or if there is grass, the grass is yellow and it's really small and it looks disgusting. Can you imagine that? Yellow, thin. Anyway, so people use rocks instead of grass. I was used to joke and say, "Is this a third world country?" But anyway. Not that I don't have anything against a third world country, just I'd rather not have my long be rocks. But the heat that intensifies, it really ain't got too much of a choice. So, what is it about feeling that I'm making reference to in the sense of being hurt and shocked? Well, the man that I was in love with, his name don't need to be mentioned. He is a part of my past, many years ago. So, I'll just tell you the way that took place. I escaped from Philadelphia because this man that loved me so much. His sex was so great. And financially speaking, I didn't have to worry about money. And you know what, ladies? If you got a man that's like that, it's a good thing. But if he putting his hands on you, it's a bad thing. It's a seriously bad thing. And I don't think none of y'all want to lose your health, your wealth, your life over some nutcase and he was certainly one of many um i'm sure there's plenty others like like that but like he really laid it on with me if it wasn't for the fact that he was shopping it was great sex so i was seriously blind and i thought i had something special Thought somebody really loved me and he got to really know me and i really got to trust this person and um and believe in him and support him and he supported me at least in the beginning. That's what he did for me. I don't talk about Philly and why, why it reminds me of Detroit. Detroit is from the first time I was introduced to abuse. So this is another reason why Philly and Detroit reminds me of. You know, they they, they parallel to me. So let's get back to the hurt and shock. What was I hurt about? Well. This man who I learned to love who who gained my trust. We used to have dates that last all day long from sun up to sun down. Talk about a man worshiping you. I did not know these type of people exist. You know, most people are cold and like well no I'm sorry, I take that back. All people ain't like that. It's just this piece of crap was. So he got me it was a giant trick. A lot of temptation. Like, it's one thing to be mean and horrible to somebody and, you know, have, like, this way of being to somebody. But when you pretend to be something that you're not, and then he even impressed that he wanted to marry me. And at one time, I thought I was going to marry him. I thought I was head over heels in love with him. Until he showed me the real him, when the mask fell off, when I moved in with him, mm, that could be a setup, ladies. You know, in my youth, I, like I said, I made decisions that was risky. You know, that could have cost me my life. That you wouldn't have yours. Truly talking to you right now. Why do I talk about Philly? Also, I'm talking about when I felt hurts and pain on a level that. Sick and saddening. You go from taking me on shopping sprees. Talking about that guy now, okay? And I didn't know these type of men exist. I mean, knight in shining armor. Yeah. He knew how to play the role. So he played it quite well with me. But at the end of our... Relationship that had to come to an end. you putting your hands on me. He knocking me clear across the room, hitting me, telling me I'm going to stay inside. You know, being someone' personal prisoner and being beat-up one, it's not cool. It's not something I'm proud of. The woman who's grown from pain and anguish, um... not exactly proud that she went through that for love he knew that she had no family that protected her because i went through abuse matter of fact i'm not going to mention these family members they're just immediate family members that found out where i was living in philly online and me being curious as a sister one of my sisters instead of saying i love you i miss you I'm going to tear you down and tell you what I think of you and disgrace you. And, like, he warned me that this person wouldn't do that. And, unfortunately, this is many years later that she's still the same exact way. Some people, okay, a lot of people, they have their mindset of who they're going to be. Regardless of how much love you may have for them, love for some people and other people, like, Okay you may love a person in one way But they'll love you In a way that would destroy you So these type of people You all, you better off cutting them off You better off loving them from a distance Because love does not Cost that So he actually warned me because he know how they are He was right He's 100% correct So um, Do I love that sister? Of course I don't have to ask agree so disagree with people guys you know you don't have to agree with somebody smack you across the face and words are powerful so let's get back to the whole shocking part so what was i shocked about this man who treated me like a hero in public was fighting me beating on me at night this man when i was going to school i was going to the community college of philadelphia spring garden It's a community college in Philadelphia. Okay, y'all. I was going to school for culinary. This man that would pick me up and drop me off at the bus stop and kiss me and everybody said, so proud to be with me. This man. He honored me in public. But behind closed doors, normally, he, you know, acted fucking fool. This man was a variety of things that was not healthy. So, see, this person who kept putting their money, like, the, this is what's the deal. We got together, and because I'm the woman of the house, I control the money. So he will put money in my hand for me to hold for rents, for other, the phone bills, utility bills, all sorts of bills. I would pay for it. That was my responsibility. I took care of that. What I realized I was in a dangerous situation was one day I told him I was going to leave him. Why I do that? I was angry. That's why I did that. Like I said, I ain't taking your sh- no more. I packed up my stuff and was heading towards the front door. This is when he knocked me clear across the damn room. I'm a big woman. And he's an ex-bodybuilder, so he's muscular. I never imagined that this man that I put my whole life. Just about, I wouldn't marry him though. I had enough sense not to marry him once I seen he was abusive. Um, yeah, he's like, let's go to court, you know, city hall, cheap wig, get married, uh-uh. Nope, 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 nope. When I seen that he's abusive, I'm like, I don't wanna be attached to this shit all my life, hell no. So, um, all jokes put aside, this is me running to the front door, my suitcase in my left hand, And I'm running, nearly to the front door, telling him I'm leaving him. And he literally pulled out his hand and pulled out his fist. And he knocked me. He hit me in the center of my chest. Yeah. And I flew across the room. When I flew across the room, good for me, I landed in the love seat. I was so in shock. I couldn't. This is the shock I was talking about. I was so in shock. I can feel my eyes dilating. And I was so in shock that I flew across the room like that. I realized I'm in a dangerous situation. I was so in shock. I was so afraid of this man that loved me and worshipped me. That treated me like like a princess. Like a black princess. He was Caucasian. And this man treating me like a, like royalty, like in a way that I've never been treated. See, once you get treated like that, you want to keep on being treated like that. But when someone who does that to you, play games with you, torment you like that, well, it's not a safe place to be. It's funny how someone can be so passionate to you. That's the same person who would take you off the face of this planet. You know, it will take your life, steal your life when there's nothing else left to steal, to take from you. So, I was so afraid. I remember being so scared I wouldn't talk. I remember feeling, feeling numb in the mouth. I couldn't even talk. I remember feeling dilated eyes in shock and like frozen. And I literally could not talk. I'm not normally that afraid of somebody, but I was terrified that day. I wasn't afraid like that Uh, most people don't get me so afraid I can't talk you know um he had me there he had me there so on this podcast y'all talk about the stuckness so like some people say were you angry didn't it hurt I think some people say that because they're really curious or they're being smart you know like oh really did it actually hurt let you get thrown across the room it didn't hurt me that's how I know I was in shock because you would think that type of pressure with his fist hit me the way he hit me, you would think Taminka would be in pain. But I was too busy being shocked that I felt nothing but the pressure that pulled me across the room, that knocked my ass across the room, off my feet and landed to that love seat. And him screaming and hollering at me, telling me I'm not going nowhere. And I'm like... Oh, shit. I told myself, as I'm so afraid, I knew I was so afraid I couldn't even talk, y'all. Frozen. So, I told myself, you have to leave this one alone. You have to go. It's not like, oh, maybe, baby, it's going to work out. Because I've done that before with him. Like, we'll get into a fight. It will, we'll, it'll work out. It'll work out. It'll work out. And I want it to work out because... I was in love with this man. The reality, I was involved in a serious, a sick, sad relationship. Anytime you have to get hit across the room to be involved with somebody, not across the room, you're, you're in danger, baby. Anytime you get hit like that, to feel your body fleeing across the room, you are in severe danger. So... I felt like my mind had enough sense not to scream out at him. Realize that this man was this dangerous, this brutal, that he could throw me. That was my next fear because we were on the second floor. I thought he was going to throw me out the window because where the love seat was at, it was near the window, maybe two feet, so you see where the fear is at. So I looked out the window, the side of the window, and I looked at him. And I was just, as he telling me, you're going to shut up, and you're going to listen to me. And even though I wasn't even talking, he was telling me to shut up and listen to him. And <laughs> how ridiculous that sound. But um, he said, but you're going to listen to me. And I'm like, damn, he's right. And not only that, but like, don't hit me no more. <laughs> Be real for a second. Don't hit me no more. Don't throw me out the window. I'm just being honest. So I'm, I'm there on the second floor in South Philly. I used to stay on 20th in Tasker. Um, don't know if he still stay out there. I know he still stays in Philadelphia. I seen him when I first came back to Jersey and I was visiting City Hall one day and he walked up on me. He didn't hit me because it was the 4th of July and, you know, he had warrants. I know him, he's a criminal. So, uh, all this stealing and shit, even though he got money, I don't get that. But anyway, because some people steal because they like it. So, well, damn, that must be the answer. But, um, he had a variety of warrants. He also, even all these years, he knew had enough sense. when he went, like, in Philly that year. It was 2018 or 2017. That year, you know, COVID wasn't, the pandemic wasn't around and shit. So... Um, you know, Philly is known for the festivals, and I was there for the fourth, and he walked up on me, looking good, and, but he had the same exact, um, flip phone, because when we got together, one of the first things he bought me was my own cell phone. He bought me more than one, because I was living in the shelter, and, um, this man kept on knowing how to pull the strings with me you know it's nice to have a man that can give to you but if he don't give genuinely you got a problem you want to pay in another way you see a person who gives genuinely you ain't got to worry about them putting it try to put it over your head that they they bought something for you or they did something for you you ain't got to worry about that even though most of the time when it came down to his money he didn't only. Put it over my head, but knocking me clear across my damn feet, and bar bar bearing the front door, so I can't leave, and really knocking me like a gravity, like almost like a matrix shit, but it's not fun looking like the matrix. Okay, it is terrifying. So I was so terrified that I thought this man's going to commit murder and throw me out the window. You know and. Um, it didn't happen. He apologized later, of course. And, you know, I had to think, silently think to myself to get myself out of the situation. I said, Tamika, you had not only did you have to leave this person, I'm screaming this why I can't talk because I'm frozen in fear. Talk about being frozen in fear. That was the day that I was frozen in fear. So, this was the time when. Hurt and anger hurt with priority. Hurt was first versus anger. I could say he shouldn't have put his hands on me and he should not. He should not cross the room and he should not at all. What's so freaking ever. But you know what? I was more hurt than anything and shocked that this man, this madman, had too many faces for me to keep up with. And any person that has to put up with that, I do pity them. Purely pity them. Because they're going to have to pay for his so-called kindness. Yeah. Just like me, who used to go shopping and drop three, four hundred dollars on all these different pairs of shoes. And, you know, because he had a shoe fetish And... I like spending his money. So it was a fun situation. And then I got to like, when we had went out, he would let me get like, let's say the 4th of July or something like that. We're spending 4th of July together. And we go to Penn's Landing. Those who know Philly, Penn's Landing have all the events, right? Um, Besides downtown City with parades and all, Penn's Landing have a variety of events. So me and him would go to I'm trying to think of the name of that restaurant. It's really big. It's gonna come to me. Hold on, hold on, hold on, let me think, let me think. Uh, it's When you cross over, I'm trying to think of the name of it. It's not coming to me. Um, I just know you play a lot of games and the food is really good. I'm trying to think. Um, damn, I can't say it. But it's, on, it's in Penn Slanting. So I remember actually going there and um, having a good time with him. I remember him picking, well he didn't pick it out for me, he paid for it. I bought this real nice suit. Um, I had a a silk blouse with some silk pants to go with it. And it was purple and white, because he loved purple. And um, the white complimented, and the outfit came out nice. I remember him dropping money on me like that. I remember him um making me feel like i was a star like he took me from being homeless to it's a high i was young i didn't know any better a lot of stuff that he did he knew that i've never been treated in this way and the fact that i was young and naive so he took full advantage of that shit. so i don't regret loving somebody i don't regret loving him but when I really realized I was involved with Louie Tunes was when he knocked me clear across the room. And I realized this is not something you want to keep working at. This is our a relationship that you want to keep giving into, giving into. Like, we had plenty, and I mean the word plenty, plenty of arguments before. So, as he telling me where I'm not going to go and how I'm going to listen to him and yada 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 ain't going to fuck off on me, I'm telling myself you have to leave him you are in danger i'm hearing myself screaming leave him you have to leave him and that was the part of me that wanted to be free because i realized that i was i was his personal bitch i was his personal uh ragdoll i was his personal do whatever use and abuse. And you don't have to spend your money to be used. got to tell you, me who being used in different ways, that was one position and I wasn't being used when it comes down to money because he had his own. How I got out of that shit. And then I'm going to tell you some more stories about being shocked and hurt and the human mind and blah, blah, blah. So that's when hurt took front seat versus anger. So back then I vowed to myself, I would not be with a man that put his hands on me for love. Now I will tell you this, my, I wouldn't say the word ego, my self-esteem was correct. Meaning when I got with his ass, I made sure that if he's not willing to commit to, to providing for me, he's wasting my damn time. See, I, I had a mother figure who taught me something about men. She actually said something to me. She said, I don't want to send these young girls. You got to get more than a wet ass out of the situation. I was like, oh, she's funny. Because you can literally imagine that. You know, not too hard to think about it. Like, all they like, that's all they get out of the situation. It's stupid. So she told me from the door, don't be with no guy that if he ain't trying to I want to say the word help take care of you nurture you don't waste your time so I got with this man because he represented that even though I realized I didn't know him back then so have hurt ever took front seat for you front and center versus anger now nah. I didn't like expressing the words, the, I mean, the emotion. Hurt, not, yeah, hurt and anger. Because to me, hurt meant you're not in power. But it all depends on your perception. If your mind is in the right direction, just like my mind had enough sense to say, oh, you have to leave this person. And five days later, I left him with his money, tee hee. Oh yeah. I don't know if that was a revenge ploy, but for me in my head, it was safety. I gave him all the power, see. Me being with him, he told me, cause you my woman, you don't have to work. And I used to think, oh, these girls are stupid. They're not stupid. When I was going to college, and I knew all these girls who were going to school and Full-time, m- mind you, got a man, and they're working full-time as well. Badass. Back then, I didn't see that. Back then, I thought they were stupid. Back then, I'm thinking, shit, you got a man, and you working hard and going to school? You stupid. Why would you, would you do that to yourself? You know? But, like, my perception was they're being used by that guy. It might be, or it may not. They may have a little power. When you make your own money, you have the power. It's just that simple. And then, like, when we get into our arguments, he'll say, oh, you're going to leave me. That's why you're getting a job. I'm thinking, yeah, the first check, I'm out. (laughs) Uh, Hurry up. Get the fuck out, you know. And so, long story short, I left him high and dry. He put the rent money in my hand. We had another argument. Why was his attitude, man, I don't know. Like, why was he so messed up? I don't know all the answers, but he had a drug abuse issue. I'm not going to front with you guys. Um, And if you're involved with a man that has drug issue, drinking issues, well, there's certain things that will happen. You know, sometimes I feel like those drugs and stuff were not meant for people because their reaction Don't make no sense at all. And I mean news, good sense at all, you know, to the public, which it stands, as well as problems for their own self. So I'm just, you know, speaking my, my piece. So if you're involved with anybody... This is a warning. If you're involved with anybody that makes you feel like you have to give up everything about yourself. And I mean the word everything. If you can't work. And I was always used to have my own job. In fact, I used to work at Liberty Mall. Some years ago, they used to have a 99 cent store. I don't even know if they have it anymore. Or what's going on with Liberty Mall. I don't even live there. I live in Jersey. So, um, yeah. I thought he made me feel like, like I was with the winner, you know? And when I left him, I left him, look, the slum lord, we had a slum lord on 20th and tasker. And I don't even know if she even owned that property anymore. She probably do. You can find a sucker to pay rent, even though certain things are broke down and she ain't getting it fixed. Anyway, so, he put 600 dollars cash in my hand. The rest was in his debit card. Now, how did I get was able to use his debit card? Remember, I told you I made sure this man um, took care of me? So one day we got into an argument. I told you the man knew how to pull up the strings. and he actually he actually changed his pen on when he lost his debit card to my birthday date. Years later, it really worked out for me because I cleaned out that fucking bank account, mm-hmm. and I literally tore up the card and threw it away. I lived in Jersey. That was the advantage. I lived in Jersey, and I made sure that when we have our like days out or our picnics out and stuff together, our dates, I made sure they wasn't in Jersey. Jersey was a place, a sacred place for me. Why well, was it sacred? Jersey. I went to school out here. Um, I graduated with honors and I started learning self-esteem so I had some good single memories proud to be single and I'm in that same place now I'm single and I'm proud of it um yes I want to be with a dis- decent man of course I do but like I'm not willing to settle any fucking more I'm happily divorced you know so I'm not gonna just be with somebody just to be being with somebody oh hell no you know, and i like to advise you not to do that shit, too. So, I've met all sorts of women in my life. And sometimes, loving, I feel like love is not a bad thing. Just other people's extension of that love or not able to suffocate that love can be a problem. Today, I look back on that person in Philly and I look at it and go, he just messed up long before I met him. So... Um, the man was older and he has issues that has nothing to do with me. That sometimes when abusive people, it be emotionally, physically, whatever, you get stuck in between their problems or become a part of their problems. And sometimes, well, some of us don't have a understanding of what is wrong with them. But you know what? That's not even your job. And I figured that today too so with all of that being said that was the first time um hurt took front and center versus me being angry, going the hell off i was too be trying to protect my life all that shit wasn't important to me at that point me me speaking up nope no one have any excuse to be more enraged than what he was so i had took a thousand dollars of this man's money, 600 in cash, the other $400, i am sorry, not not completely true, the other 200 came from me, and all he had left in his account was $200, and so I left with one grand, and I started my life in Las Vegas, Nevada, I came in with a plan, my first week of living in Las Vegas, I got a job interview. And I started working. The first job I believe I was working. Yeah, I was working at the Sahara Hotel Casino, housekeeping. If you want to go to Vegas and like get a job quick, I don't know how the jobs are now, but housekeeping or guest room attendant, they will hire you literally the same day, which is the great thing because in Las Vegas, they don't do that. In Las Vegas, if, um, if it's a casino. They have you do three interviews and that's, or four, sometimes five. It's really weird. And I say weird because no one else does that shit that I'm aware of. And so I'm talking about being, you know, angry and shocked and how love can put you in that position. But I will tell you from that particular person and feeling and that ex-husband that my perception of love has changed in two different ways. My ex-husband used me in different ways and abused me in different ways too and financially is one of the big ways and I had money saved up. I had a 401k option. I had stock option, not a smart woman. I wasn't smart when I got involved with this man. He used the hell out of me. So I had nothing. I didn't have a job of two years. I gave up being with him. I became a penhandler, homeless. I was homeless before I met him, but let's, this is like, I didn't have somebody expecting me to pay the rent like I was paying the rent. i seem seen me become somebody who I don't like. And I think when we have people in our lives who, um, you see they've made a lot of messed up choices in their life. You're supposed to learn from their problems. So I've seen me become that person. And I divorced him. Straight up. Like if you went in a relationship that you give everything you got and it's not enough, then he still putting their fucking hands on you? Nope. I can sit here and tell you I could have hit him. I never put my hands on him. Not one time. Not that I'm trying to, like, make myself sound good. No. I, maybe I should have put my hands on him. But anger, again, rage showed this ugly face when I start flipping out on any guy, period, that can't the wrong fucking way in Las Vegas, Nevada. And I had to pray about it because logic came to me and said, you gonna you're going to find your match, you keep going the hell off. And I wasn't in control See, it's okay to speak your mind, but when you're not in control, you got a problem that's really big. That, like, I remember, like, really attacking guys. And, like, I was scared of me because I don't do shit like that. Anyone who knows me knows I'm not like that. I don't, I'm not a rageaholic, but I was just sick and tired of motherfuckers. I was tired of men treating me a certain way and thinking it's cool. If they're not treating me like that because I'm in a relationship with them, it's because they're being assaultive and they think it's cute to dehumanize me. That shit ain't cute. For your own shits and giggle because you're a coward. Or what I call my ex-husband, a bitch-made individual. You know, bitch-made do things like that. So, my perception of love and power and understanding of who I am, Does not involve letting some man degrade me for his own personal sick, sad use. And that includes being involved with a man that financially speaking, and sexually speaking, he took care of business. Now, also, I'm not going to be with a man that takes everything from me. All I have is my life for you to torment. Fuck that shit. I went through that with my ex-husband. So what does that teach me? Believe in yourself protect yourself. Have your own boundaries in every relationship and do not let people pull you in a position where you're not in control of yourself and what you feel and the consequences behind what you do. Do not allow that to happen. So that was me in, in Las Vegas. I was not in control. So there's other women that I've met in my life in counseling that like group counseling, that their minds did shocking things, like going blank. I had two girlfriends that um, one girl didn't believe, didn't uh, remember her ex-boyfriend that she was in high school when this happened. She broke up with him. Guess what he did? He come knocking on her door in broad daylight and unfortunately the boy killed himself in front of her and she went unconscious and she didn't remember nothing about him whatsoever so the doctor said don't tell her I mean how can you say oh the reason why you up in here you in shock because your boyfriend blew his brains out in front of you in broad daylight. So the doctors and the parents made a choice to not tell her. She started having flashbacks 20 years later, more than 20 years later. It's amazing how I feel like your brain trying to protect you from the havoc that you're experiencing. So she blacked out. And so she didn't have to suffer. But the but is she started having these post-traumatic stresses or issues. And she started talking to her parents about what she's seeing. And they actually confessed and said, yeah, this is the actual fact. He did do this to you. And so, I believe she was stunned and hurt. And obviously, that took precedent over anger and resentful because the person killed themselves. They're gone. You cannot get that life back. So, that's really terrifying, you know. Um, So... This woman wasn't able to remember or recall Um, this happened to over 20 years. Because she was over 40 years old. I remember that. So this happened in her high school years. So it's amazing what the human brain would do. And it's amazing how anger can pull you in positions. Like I've known women that have blacked out. And people some people say "blackout like it's a fucking excuse. No, if you black out, you don't really don't remember what the fuck happened. If you black out, if you're that stunt of that particular event that happened, you literally don't remember nothing. I actually had a girlfriend in Vegas that uh, real nice lady, funny funniest, I don't know what. Told me she seen red before she blacked out. Yeah. She talked about how it's easy to talk about because I don't like scum. And she's a good friend. And I'm not going to say her name. And I'm not in contact with her today. But I will tell you this. She talked about her going through the mess with her adoptive parents. She was adopted. And her dad was, you know wasn't a daddy he's a pedophile -er, okay her dad didn't like the fact that she got with not just the fact that he was a black man but the fact that it was another man you catch it you know um, so long story short he told her this is in their high school years that he met in their high school years that you're going to have to choose. And she said, don't have me choose. Because she was already in love with him. And, well, she said she, don't, she just remember she seen red and blacked out. She said she didn't realize what she was doing. And to her mom, who wasn't really like a mom, she told her mom what happened about that father. And, of course, she's a liar and everything else. And she hit her. So, yeah, she didn't really help at all. matter of fact, she was too busy screaming when she came to, and she was hollering, why, why, why? And she was hitting on the side of the head with a metal, because remember, this, this, these are farm people. And so, they were in a farm. And she came back to with his head bleeding, and she stopped hit them and left and went to be with that man they had two kids the marriage didn't last but I mean they had two kids she was you know she looked for that safety because she wasn't safe at the home that she was living in it is what it is it hurts me to say that because I feel like children are innocent and then when parents choose to ignore the child or to give them the wrong type of affection it's really nasty, and it was fucked up. I hate to hear these type of things, and also it hits a nerve with me because I was molested by my stepfather. So you see, there's a reason why I don't, and it's not only because it happened to me, but also because right is right and wrong is still wrong. I don't care how you slice it. So let me not go any further. Do we we'll let this go ahead and let's talk about my art? This is my art. This podcast show has been my art. And y'all have been actually putting money on this podcast show. And I want to thank all of you. You have the opportunity right now, right here, right now, to become a subscriber. So as I'm talking about how anger and being mad as hell and how anger became first or how pain became front and center you can choose to subscribe and and i would like you to subscribe. I would like your love and support. It would be a bonus for me because this is another source of income for me. So I want to thank all of you. So here is me saying thank you. Thank you all of you wonderful people. And i do need your support and encouragement and you're welcome to share this podcast show with 18 years age or older. So we're talking about women who's angry as hell or just hurt and how hurt took president over everything to a point to where they're in shock so that friend I was telling you about who I name I won't mention to protect her um, she said she's seen red I met other women in my life that shared with the group and shared with me obviously that they went through certain traumatic situations that require certain certain things that's, like, bizarre, you know? Like, for example, I had a girlfriend in Philly. Real nice. I ain't going to tell you her name, because um, you might be from Philadelphia. You just may know her. But she don't remember killing her husband. Now, remember I said that word, shock? Payne took president her ex-husband um, he was extraordinarily abusive her name she was so pretty um, her nose was constantly being broken you know any man that constantly breaks pieces on you to be with you you don't need that they have four kids and ten years of marriage he was breaking her ribs her arms and she was four feet eleven little tiny thing and he was six foot two huge okay and he was all this breaking her physically mentally spiritually and well my mom told this story before but she woke up one day with a butcher's knife and blood all over her she killed him and the police just was there and they arrested her and it was like a nightmare can you imagine waking up to that shit Knowing that you did something and you don't even recall this. It's funny, it's like a phenomenon how the human brain would hide this shit. I guess it was just too horrible. She chopped his ass up and killed him. So she don't recall none of it. And she said it took him three months to prove that it was temporary insanity. But they proved it and she got out. Now, at least her life was okay and they actually were able to prove it. Now, I talk about that scenario. I talk about how anger and pain, sometimes anger and pain can get mixed in really brutally well. And sometimes that human phenomenon of of temporary insanity, there's people who've had problems like that. I think not loving yourself and respecting yourself is definitely A form of temporary insanity. It might have been going on for a very long time, but it's definitely temporary insanity. Not protecting yourself, like I did with these abusive people in my life, was definitely, to me, a form of temporary insanity for a long time. You could say it's it's self-esteem issues. It's a part of it, but it's not all of it. It's knowing who you are and knowing your value and not willing to settle. So one thing I'm not going to do, what I call myself being in a relationship with a guy, I'm not going to give up my safety, my security, or my dignity. Those things are not for sale. And I like to believe that's the same for you. Oh, just to let you know, this is another Art Minute. Welcome, welcome, welcome. My art goes from 4x6 refrigerator magnets for $7 to, for those who are local, my 11 by 14 are 130 That might sound a really little expensive for some of you people, but that's okay. You know, you have to know what you can afford. So I do everything from refrigerator magnets $7 and I do face masks recently. And I'm doing that for, actually doing face shields. And I'm real geeked about that shit. Can't wait to do it. Uh, I thank all of you for giving me the opportunity to do it. And I'm selling them for $30 each. So, if you're interested in any face shields, by the way, that's another way how beauty and safety, 100% safety from the pandemic, meets. So, if you're interested, message me or text me because most of y'all know me personally. So, they're $30 each and it's 100% safe. And you can look up the data yourself about shields. Um, They're 100% safe. So, let's get out of the idea of not being comfortable. Because sometimes you got to do uncomfortable things for different reasons. And your health these days is priority. So, I do everything from, like I said, refrigerated magnets, $7, 4x6s. You can look for yourself. I also do different framing work. Like I actually have a 4x6. That I'm selling for. 50 bucks. It is literally a picture of a San Diego shot I took. Excuse me. In a lawn chair. Frame. It's something I've never seen. And I got a thing for frames y'all. So you might want to check them out. And I sell that for 50. Just in case somebody might want to buy it. So I also sell plates for $30 each I sell plates art photo plates from all over the nation this great nation of ours. I have a lot of natural shots and I have shots from San Diego California and I also have shots from Vegas that's coming. A little shot that I haven't really shared with you guys I will be sharing with you towards the end of this month it's almost the 30th so I'm thinking about the 30th I should have it and I will be advertising that to you and if you gotta look at your budget so also I do sell my art mugs 10 ounce and 13 ounce art mugs for $25 I have art shots from San Diego and New Jersey and this has been an art moment, and I thank you for contributing to me. And I also have stickers, Bob Marley stickers, for 2 four, ten $4, $10. There are photos of Bob Marley, black and white and in color. If you're interested in any of these items, please let me know. And I have some Dumber and Dumber shots, refrigerator magnets, and fire marshal bill. If you like it, it's going to be $8, and that's the cost for anything of Jim Carrey's because I have a big Jim Carrey fan base because I have a Jim Carrey Jim Carrey funniest moment group if you're interested in any of his work or just being a part of the group you are welcome to Jim Carrey's funniest moments this has been a wonderful podcast show I thank all of you for your time and your effort and energy and I got to tell you some stories some true life stories about me and others God bless And thank you for hearing me out. And like I said before, you're welcome to become a subscriber today and show your love and support. This has been a mad as hell hurt versus pain podcast show over and out.